bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well. Well, as well as I can, I need to get a prescription for my tummy. I got a tummy ache. Seems like it happens a lot, but that's kind of the ramp up to whatever the heck I'm going to be getting done in the hospital. So, you know, wish me luck. Yes. Oh, boy. Let's see. No game other than the Monday game today. So I'm pretty much cleared for the rest of the week. I should jump online and find some Roll20 games. I don't know why I don't. And, well, let's talk more about locations Campaign world locations, things like that. We will talk about that after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, my friends, let's see. I wanted to talk about hex crawl versus point crawl again. We've talked about point crawls before. They are very attractive to me. I wouldn't marry them, but, you know, I because you can put a lot into a little point. And what I mean by a lot is you can actually arrange it so you can actually put some notes on the map. If you have a map, I would suggest some people, you know, hex maps are great, but I can do a grid map. That's no problem, especially if you're doing a point crawl. Point crawls are just basically, okay, this is this, that's that, this is this. You put a name down there where you think they're going to go. And then this is good for sandboxes. I think you can run it anyway you want whether you have a module where you have something your road if it's linear if it's sandbox because what you're doing is putting okay this is here what happens here and if you already got a map where you got all these things labeled already it's even better if you can make a copy of that map photocopy print it whatever and then just write on it or if you have like say a graph i don't know graph book a a compo book. I like to use compo books because they always have paper in them in their graph and all that. But I would put, I would have either sketch out the area, the world area, wherever you work, you're working on, or just, you know, I'd photocopy it, shrink it down a bit and paste it onto the, onto the page. And then on the other page, you just, you just take the map and you go one, two, three, four, five, and then you just list the other page bullet points, what's happening there in like one sentence, two, if you have to. And it's all shorthand. You know I me, mean? it's all shorthand. It's something to remember. These are something to make your brain go, boop, aha, this is what happens. That's kind of, that kind of thing. So you've got, you should do it that way. I prefer writing right on the map, but I always know, I, I, I always realize you don't always have enough room. That's why I said using, you know, the facing page, if you know what I mean. I've, 
been pasting things in books less and less these days, mainly because it gets kind of, well, it works sort of. I just use Elmer's glue, but it can get a little soggy if you don't let it dry enough. As long as I can write on it, I'm fine. And as far as the adventure goes, I would put a map there and just say, okay, you read through the adventure. These are the, these are the points that have to be hit in the adventure. Now, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm not talking just linear. You know, it's, it's sandbox too. Because, you know, once they choose a direction to go and they run into something, then you start, you know, saying, okay, this, 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 and this is going to happen. And you just let them lead you where they're going to lead you. And hopefully it works out. That's the way you do it. It's, it's, it's like a loose, I'm not going to say a leash, but it's basically you're letting them wander around wherever they are. But wherever they are, these things are going to happen. Whatever order they do. You know, if they decide to go to area B first instead of A, well, okay, fine. Let them go. No problem. You've got something lined up there. And it also makes it easier to transfer information. Remember I talked about you should have a backstory worked out for whatever you're going to do. Say they, even, even if it's a sandbox, you know, different areas. If it's a sandbox in different areas, you just got to give it one line. This is what's going to happen here. This is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. Boom. You know, that's what's happening before they get there. But once they get into something, then you can sit down and even if it's on the fly, I've done it on the fly before, where you take a little closer look at that area, that hex, whatever it is, and go, hmm, okay, this, 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 and, and this is here. Look at my backstory and go, okay. They're going to need information because, remember, this is like a tennis match. Gaming with, with a group, it's you're all making the story, but they're asking questions, you're answering questions. Occasionally, you ask them a question. Usually, what are you going to do? But, you know, you, you ask them and they answer you. It's a back and forth. So, you can, you can say, okay, this is my backstory. I'm going to put part of the story here, part of the story here. Maybe the part in the dungeon they're going to find or something, and once again, I will always have it in the back of my head, or at least written down, what if they don't get that information? That's when the fun, to me, that's when the fun begins. Because it's basically CYA, covering the loopholes. I've had games where I go, oh my God, I'm supposed to tell them to do this, or give them this piece of information. And in this kind of setup, with different NPCs in different locations, you can go, okay, the garbage man's going to give him that piece of information I forgot to give him, and I just work it into the story naturally on how they can get the information. Either they get it from him, maybe they talk to him, maybe they're at the dump with the garbage man, and they see something, or they investigate, they start digging around, they find this thing, that's, and he may tell them about it, or he doesn't know anything about it, but they can figure it out. Take it to a sage in town or something like that. So th there's way, what I'm basically saying is there's ways to get them information. You just got to think about it and use it. And also the ever-present encounters. If they were in a junkyard looking for a clue and they were talking about this, I would have them be jumped by something. Just a fight in a junkyard, it's kind of cool, you know. I take this old wagon wheel and I whack the orc over the head with it. 
this old broken wagon wheel or something like that. You know, I like I like all-out brawls. I mean, you know, encounters are fun with weapons and stuff, but I like all-out brawls. And brawls are not just for taverns. So, you know, there's that. I love characters who think on their feet like that. They look around, see what they can use. That's why I always liked, um, when I was playing supers, in, in the mainstream supers area, I never played him, but I've always liked Captain America because he not only has the skills and he's the he is probably the the best the best equipped human he's at the top of the chain in humans as far as development and things like that but he also knows how to look around and go okay what can i do to catch this guy off guard or stop it or or the blow say he threw his he threw his shield and it got caught in something over there. Okay, how? Because he could do a lot without a shield too. So that's like I like characters like that. I love characters who can think on their feet and just use the area around them. Anyway, so that's pretty much what you can do. And I would I would like to to do more point crawls. You can tell me about it. You know. So, but I'm going to go start my day. So, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Dan Griggs, the Jung Grognar podcast. That's Y-U-N-G. Mark C. Wallring's the Yawning Albert podcast. Big John Allen Larges, the Red Dice Diaries, and Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.